Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hello and welcome to A Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for I'm your host today, Sarah, and with me is my wonderful guest host, Joel Hello And we're going to talk today about minute 24 of A Talking Cat So, first of all, I'd like to talk about Joel's interesting... Secret origin story, I don't... Yeah, yeah, your your origin story for this podcast. So, personally, I'm a really big fan of A Talking Cat. I've probably watched it at least a dozen times. Sometimes in groups, sometimes by myself, which I think is normal. That's, that's like, that's, no, that's, that's very incriminating. I don't know if you should say that. (laughs) I have no shame. I really like the movie. How many times have you seen it, Joel? How many minutes are in the movie? Uh, I think it's like 86 or something. Okay, so I've seen it one eighty-sixth of a time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I just... Yeah, this is the only minute you've seen. That is correct. (laughs) That is, uh, yeah, it's not not really something I was, you know, you know, I... I've heard people talk about it in the Flophouse podcast, did an episode on it, and it's not exactly something I was rushing over to see, but that one minute that we watched was kind of, or that I watched is, uh, I'm still thinking about it. (laughs) Okay, so tangent completed. Let's get into our minute. It is a pretty good minute, actually. Um, So it starts out right at 24.01. Uh, with Tina hanging up the phone uh, where she's been talking to a friend and congratulating herself on being such a wonderful friend. She says, I'm a great friend. Is this something that she does a lot in the movie? No, but I like to imagine that she congratulates herself every time she completes any task. (laughs) It's actually, I think, one of the most realistic and best written and best acted parts of the entire movie because she sits there going, I know. I know, I know. And <laughs> it's very teen girl. <laughs> so I think that was probably improv. Let's continue on to the the terrifying next part. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is... Okay, so you should know, since you haven't watched the prior 23 minutes, um, or the subsequent hour, that Duffy is a cat who talks. But this is the first time we've seen Duffy talk. So before this, we've heard his internal monologue, which is performed by Eric Roberts, famously like talking into a tin can in his bathrobe, probably at the end of a week-long bender. I assumed that he was still on the set of the Batman movie, but in the Batcave. (laughs) 
I honestly assumed that he recorded his like sitting on his couch in his underwear with like a stained undershirt and an open bathrobe. Like it's a very clear image in my head. <laughs> I don't I don't know where you're getting that from. I mean, he sounded super enthusiastic. He said, they're going to pay me. I'm going to give them their money's worth. Yeah, my favorite part was when he said, Tina, Tina, J- just that. So at this point, Duffy has started to talk. And it's, it is the first time we see him talk in the movie. And we get to see his mouth the wonderful uh special effects oh god that was horrifying it's horrifying i mean in my notes i this is literally what i wrote in my notes and i could send you a picture i could post a picture on your social media it says duffy opens the disturbing void that is his mouth mm-hmm. yeah it's a cavernous triangle shaped it's a geometrical maw that doesn't seem to have an end what if that was duffy's talking power <laughs> I could only talk to you once, and I'm going to tell tell you you how you die. die. Yeah. So Tina hears Duffy talking, and she immediately thinks that it's Trent, her brother, messing with her. You haven't seen Trent, uh, but our listeners who presumably have all watched the movie or have at least listened to the prior minutes will know that Trent is like, uh, I'm trying to think of like, a non-offensive way to describe him. I can only assume that he's a notorious prankster and uh, has often caused her trouble throughout the movie. He is no Zach Morris. He's more like one of the random, like, unnamed oafs that they'll have in the background of Bayside. He may be like a prankster. It's not clever prank. But it's not her, <laughs> it's not her brother who is this magical voice is coming from. I'm not, I'm pretty sure it's not the cat either, but it's definitely not her brother. <laughs> Why would you think that's your brother? Like, that's the thing that I don't get. So, yes, in this point, uh, Duffy has, has spoken for the first time. And he's given us the rules, which is that he can only talk to each person once. And he doesn't really, I think, ever explain why. In the voiceover, he explains to us that he wants to help people or something very vague like that. But he never tells the people he's helping. Do they establish at some point that he himself is a magical cat or are all cats supposed to have this ability and never use it because they're saving it just in case they need it to tell one person one thing you know i don't know because he talks at the beginning about how he has this special collar and spoiler alert that's gonna come back later in the movie it's the Chekhov's gun of uh things you can't introduce a special collar unless it does something in the third act okay you don't if there's a special magical cat collar in the first act it's gonna do something in the third like is duffy magic and then he also has this magic collar maybe the collar is the thing that makes him able to talk maybe all cats can talk and they choose not to i feel like i could take this part from just our questioning here and start writing a series of (laughs) fan fiction i would love to read some talking cat fan fiction i can definitely believe that all cats are capable of speaking uh and they choose not to you know she in the movie uh what's the name of the girl tina tina she takes it really well if my cats talk to me 
I would probably think I had gone insane, and you know, I there's just that one thing to to prove to myself, like, oh, I've gone insane. I guess I don't have to do anything normal anymore. You know, run out into the street, <laughs> like, I can fly. I think I would think I was going crazy. This is what Duffy's mouth does to you. It makes you. It's like a nihilist movie now. This is kind of a downer episode. I feel like. Um, I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry for you that you've only seen one minute of the movie and it was this one. I just rewatched it before we started recording and really like that mouth, it does something to you. Yeah. Alright, well, uh, the minute ends with Tina making a face and after Duffy has told her several times to check her beeping machine, she says, okay, and she makes weird face. So it was a real a killer second to end on. That was really like, wow, this yeah. is this is great. It's like uh, a cliffhanger. So, I really want to know what's going to yeah. happen next. Keep watching. Eh, not that bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then I guess listen to other episodes. Okay. I kind of want to get your just final thoughts on the minute. I've watched plenty of low budget movies before. I mean, this this is a real moment here that I'm talking about, and um, I have to say that I don't think Tina's acting is really like super awful, terrible. Like, I've seen sitcom TV with acting on that level. But, mm. man, Eric Roberts, you guys, <laughs> everyone talks about that. It really, not only does it sound like he's in a, a cavernous bathroom, but he just he just sounds like he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, where's my paycheck? Like, you can literally hear him, like, practically typing on his BlackBerry, because I imagine he has a BlackBerry, you know, saying, okay, so when when do I get that money? Did you see that movie G-Force about the, like, uh, CGI hamsters? No, no. I think they were gerbils, though. I think that's oh, yeah, why you're it was right. called G-Force. Yeah. God, yeah. Oh, oh, God, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nicolas Cage did the voice of the mole character, and he does he does this, like, snotted, like, snotted up, like, uh, oh, you guys have to get over the blah, 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 blah kind of thing that, <laughs> that he also does in Peggy Sue Got Married. Yeah. And it's so good. Like, I didn't know it was him. And when I saw in the credits, I'm like, of course it's him. I mean, yeah. that, movie, that movie's not that good. But, you know, he... You know. <laughs> no, I mean, it's uh, what could have been if only this was offered to Nicolas Cage first. Because he would have done it. He has a castle or six to pay for, so... Yeah. I hope you come back. I hope you... Mostly I want to try to make sure you watch some more of the movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> force myself to watch at least another minute. I, I would be happy okay. to. Excellent. All right. Well, this has been uh, Minute 24, Episode 25 of A Talking Cast, the A Talking Cat podcast. Uh, so thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Minute by minute. That's so they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to begin. That was episode 25 of A Talking Cast, the A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for. Your host was Sarah Kathleen with guest host Joel Torres. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. 
A talking cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. In loving memory of Jaden Holmes.